Welcome to Searching for the Question Live. This is episode 17. And uh, I would like to welcome our viewers on the simultaneous uh, live stream on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, um, and to invite you for questions that you may have both to me as uh, your host uh, with regards to what we are going to discuss uh, today, but also uh, other episodes that uh, were especially interesting or intriguing for you, uh, but also to uh, our guest. And our guest uh, today is a, uh, is a friend uh, uh, who lives in Queens, uh, New York, but his uh, stories, uh, his uh, mission are global. Uh, he is a, a, a singer, a songwriter, an artist who is especially interested in understanding how uh, our modern stories and modern narratives can leverage uh, our global interconnectedness and how we can create uh, new storytelling that is up to the challenges that uh, we are facing, that recognizes how people all over the world uh, are facing struggles, uh, have uh, ambitions, desires, feel uh, meaning that uh, unites them. So uh, welcome uh, to Searching for the Question Live, uh, Stefan Said. Hello, Stefan, and uh, thank you for joining the show. Thanks for having Thanks me. For I'm so happy, to, happy be to be here. So, Stefan, let's start a little bit uh, about uh, yourself. Uh, uh, you have a very interesting uh, uh, story, both uh, your own life, but also uh, your your roots that are so multicultural to be uh, really in intriguing. Yeah, I yeah, well, I I'm a... I'm a I'm an artist and a musician and an activist, and I've spent my life doing that. And I think a lot of that comes from, or was inspired by my background. And uh, I was born in the States, but my mother's Austrian. and grew up there during World War II. Um, and my father's Iraqi. And uh, almost the entire family on my father's side is in Iraq and has been there through, through everything that's happened up till today. Um, Lots of them are, are doctors in Baghdad and in Mosul and dealing with, with the coronavirus situation after they've dealt with war for the last 30 years, basically, right? Um, um, so. Actually, uh, why don't you uh, share with us, and I am, of course, happy to see you appear healthy, but uh, uh, how, is, how is the situation uh, in, in, in New York in general and in Queens in particular uh, around your, your home? Right. Well, I mean, in New York, every, as you must know, it's really hitting its peak or they're anticipating this next week, two weeks are going to be kind of the, the peak of uh, deaths here from the coronavirus. Um, it's already been the epicenter for a good two weeks in the, in the United States. Um, and Queens is the hardest hit of that whole area. And not our specific neighborhood. I live in a area which is wonderful. Our average 
the Manhattan and, and other places, but about five miles from us in Elmsford, it's the highest, the highest death rate in the country. Um, it's overwhelmed uh, all of the, the systems. And um, what can I say? It's and New York is a completely changed place. Somehow, I guess about four days ago, uh, five days ago, I really saw as the death rate started to go up, I saw a big shift in, in just the energy outside. Of course, the streets have been empty for two weeks now. We've been on lockdown. And that's been bizarre in New York City to see the entire place basically shut down. Highways are almost empty. Um, but uh, now you really feel a sense of fear. The last four or five days, people, it was palpable. So what can I say? Can you hear me okay? Um, it looks like your uh, Wi-Fi connection is uh, very choppy. Uh, I don't know if you can plug into an Ethernet uh, uh, outlet or maybe position yourself a little bit differently in your home. Of course, uh, all the uh, Internet uh, service providers are under heavy pressure and uh, it, uh, it, it, um, it shows. Um, but yeah, we could hear you. Better? Better? Is this better? Here, can you hear? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. It, it, it is fine. It is fine. So um, thank you for describing that situation. And of course, uh, we, uh, we are all uh, looking at the various uh, news stories. Uh, you know, I'm talking to you from Bergamo, which, which was the, the epicenter before New York uh, became. Uh, and and uh, you were uh, telling me about uh, your um, relatives in, in Iraq who are uh, in the middle of of the pandemic uh, uh, over there as well um did you have the chance of um exchanging some information and understanding what is the situation on the ground in 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 places like uh, Baghdad or or Mosul um not not so much specifically i have we have had communication luckily we know they're all okay but um uh and uh, well the one thing i will say is that my one of my aunts who's a doctor in, in Baghdad, like one of the biggest hospitals, had sent, she's very humorful. So she just said, perhaps this, this little protein, this was like two weeks ago, she sent a message saying, it seems this little protein is doing more to get people to think about the world than, than almost any effort by anyone, hence, you know, before him. Well, well, and, and, and part of uh, the, uh, the narrative that you are creating with your art is uh, that humanity is, is one, that we are united. And uh, uh, the more aggressive of us who thrive in conflict uh, can now identify a common enemy that we feel no qualms uh, towards in, in, in combating and hopefully defeating. Uh, at least I don't think that uh, any PC army pretends that we should have respect towards the coronavirus and please not to kill it, right? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 that's an astute, I think, statement. Um, uh, so uh, so tell, tell, me, tell me about uh, um, how, how you became uh, an artist and, and an activist, um, 
uh, is it just something you came up with uh, because it was uh, fashionable a year ago or something that uh, that you were born with or something that happened as you became who you are today and and what was the process i it's definitely something i became but i i i seem to have been um it was definitely a calling it's been my whole life you know i as a child i was a musician and but raised by parents that were very passionate about uh human rights and equality and justice and um my stepfather was a jesuit priest who had left the order but was very uh very much committed to uh to you know to a moral justice and and raised me to believe that my talents uh were to be used for that purpose only that that's why i was here uh, and why everybody is here and so i think between sort of my music my inherent musicality and that kind of moral upbringing um that's where it all came from it's sort of a, it, it was a natural marriage of the two so when i uh was old enough i left high school early to become a musician but while i was on tour already when i was 17 and 18 with bands across the country i was i was a real political science and philosophy and history buff because i was i was yeah wanting to figure out how i could use that music to do something to change the world for the better with and and very quickly of course uh those merged into making music that was socially conscious and um and that's where i i realized i could be all the things that i was passionate about i could i could work on all of them in one and at once um and yeah and yeah that's how it happened so 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 uh uh why don't we listen to to one of your songs uh, uh this is uh, entitled love make the world go round uh, why don't you introduce us to uh, a little bit of uh, the backstory uh, of the song uh how it was uh born and and uh what uh, process uh, made you write it and and create the video that we are about to see yeah well this love make the world go round is a song i wrote about six years ago now and i had just started to develop this idea of bringing the world together through my music in a much more say advanced the networked way, way by, by traveling, traveling to frontline front situations, situations and, and filming my interactions with people and meeting and working with people at the front lines of change wherever they might be and whatever issues they might be working on and making music with them wherever they were and part of the the impetus in that was one well yes to show how connected the world was and to make great art with people around the world and to lift their voices um and then another part of it was was to yeah was to realize that a lot of the you know people that have been dealing with the most extreme crises on the earth really at the front lines have answers um they have answers to these questions because they're the ones that are dealing with it and that's why we need to listen to them um and so uh going to iraq was the first instance of of this whole big vision which has now become a, a docu series and a, a project involving a lot of people called borderless but that was the first instance and i went there and i'd done about a couple months of outreach and and meeting young people uh 
people of all kinds working in civil society, the arts, government, you name it, uh, to make make things better there. And they could be working with inter, uh, inter um, uh, internally displaced people. They could be running the, the youth orchestra, a film institute to teach filmmaking to, to kids, uh, working in the hospitals. It could be anything. And I and ended up with several partners and went there and made this music video for Global Unity on the streets of... Uh, of Baghdad uh, just after the 10th anniversary of the start of the second Gulf War. Um, so bombs were going off while we were filming and um, and yet hundreds and hundreds of people of, you know, of all faiths uh, were came together to make this, uh, to try to send a, a shining example out to the world. It was profound um, and inspired me to want to keep working on it because, wow, wow. I, mean, I mean, the people just, People are really resilient and people are, uh, yeah. You, and you see it in the music video. It's all documented. Yeah, let's, uh, let's uh, listen to it. And then uh, after uh, that, we will uh, talk more about both specifically uh, this and as well as what blossomed uh, from it, uh, which is, of course, uh, borderless. So, Stefan Said, love uh, make uh, the world go round.
seen that in a while <laughs> so uh definitely definitely wonderful uh let me stop the next one before it's oh no too late whoever that is <laughs> yeah almost looks like me <laughs> <laughs> so so this is uh, beautiful and uh, heartwarming and emotional and uh, and uh, really uh the 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 seeing the the people participate is 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 incredible uh not that your words and your music is is less beautiful but uh, the connection uh, is uh meaningful so so uh how how was the process was it uh, uh was it um, easy and simple was it dangerous and complex uh, was it surprising in in the outcome did you uh, believe it would come out like this uh, as you went in? I really didn't have any idea what was going to happen because it was our, my first time going and doing something like that. Um, and so, yeah, I think, well, I will say that we came out, out of it with far more than I ever expected. Um, but I didn't have any, any idea going in. Um, I know that my skill set, I think if I have one great skill set that enables me to kind of be or skill sets is one, I, I think I'm accustomed to trauma. So I can go into places like that and not be phased, right? Um, I think that's a big skill set that you have to have if you're going to work or work in a war zones or in, you know, the aftermath of a hurricane or or whatever it might be, right? Um, and then the other thing is I, I'm, I, I can excite people. Um, that's sort of just, you know, that's uh, as a performer or whatever it is. Um, maybe that's just also because I really do love people. Um, but the process was, I just had the idea and the vision for it. And, 
And I believe that people all around the world really do want to come together. I, I don't just believe it, I know. And I, in, in part, maybe I wanted to prove it to myself, but I've, at this point, I feel like I, I have proven it to my, even the, any part of me that doubts it. But people really, the majority of the world wants to come together and live more equally. And they know that that's the only way life is sustainable. And if, if COVID hasn't proven that to the world, then people are really, they're just not being honest with themselves because everybody is already operating under that, um, that, 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 uh, that acknowledgement, I think, right now. And that's profound. So uh, I went to Iraq with really that being the main thing that I had. I said, hey, look, I wanna make a music video for Global Unity. And if, and if there's a message for Global Unity, it needs to come from the world's biggest the ground zero, the ground zero of the world's biggest war today. That's where that message needs to come from. Um, not from Hollywood. Um, not that it shouldn't also come from Hollywood, but we should hear the voices of those who've lived through this. And that's, that was it. And I went there and sure enough, everybody felt the same way and was passionate and ready to come on board. Um, now it was dangerous, you know, it was, uh, there are parts of it that were dangerous. There are parts of it that didn't go as well as maybe I did, but then there were the accidents that were miracles um, that far surpassed any, any small troubles we had. Um, so uh, what can I say? We came back with so much more footage than anybody would have thought. <laughs> and we have uh, uh, wonderful viewers who uh, take advantage of the fact that we are live and, and send us questions and, and remarks and, and observations. Uh, one of our uh, frequent uh, viewers, or, or maybe he has seen uh, all of our episode, uh, is, is Emiliano. And uh, uh, he, he makes this observation, careful to stream music, uh, because he says, Facebook may reclaim the rights of the song you streams. So this can have two interpretations. And, and I will ask uh, you uh, your, your opinion as well and, and make a remark, uh, because I, I, I know you have uh, strong uh, positions uh, with regards to music labels. Uh, but uh, obviously, uh, a copyright uh, is uh, that of the author regardless of uh, where the, uh, the, the, the piece of art is exhibited or performed. So the mere fact that uh, uh, the uh, song is uh, streamed on Facebook, for example, changes nothing with respect of the fact that, uh, that uh, Stefan is the, the, the owner uh, of the rights uh, uh, of, the, of the song. And, um, and, and uh, it, there is a lot of uh, need, really. Uh, and maybe we will uh, dedicate a, uh, an episode to talk about not only copyright, but also about trademarks and patents and, and how the online platforms are using and abusing the current system, but as well as uh, attempts to reform it, such as Creative Commons, which is a wonderful framework for more modern, subtle, and, and uh, uh, better adaptable versions of pre-negotiated agreements where artists can offer a certain set of rights to uh, other people without the lawyers right. getting involved. Uh, also, the, the, the fact that uh, in, in Europe, for example, uh, there are uh, moral rights associated uh, with a work of art 
in the fact that you may transfer the ownership of the copyright, which is the uh, economic, um, uh, the, 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 the right to um, exploit economically and monetize a, a, a piece of art, doesn't uh, alienate your uh, moral rights to, to to the work of art, and this is something that, for example, in America doesn't uh, uh, exist. Yeah. The 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 other the other point is around uh, uh, ad based uh, business models. So uh, the fact that uh, um, Facebook or YouTube may put advertising or not around uh, um, some some piece of video in our case. So right. by saying coronavirus, we resolve the problem at the root because uh, a blanket decision, quite comically censorious by YouTube, and I would expect Facebook as well, as soon as you say coronavirus, magic word, uh, uh, on, on a video stream, that piece of video is not going to be monetized through advertising which is absolutely fine by me for many reasons. One, because I don't have a million views on the videos or more, which would make the advertising revenue meaningful. Uh, so you could say that's uh, sour grapes. Uh, but on the other hand, I don't want to be exposed to uh, what it means to become a container or a frame around what really matters which is the advertising right i don't want right. uh, my guests uh, to feel that is that is their role so um what is uh, what is your uh, opinion and feedback uh, with regards to uh, the role of your your music vis-a-vis -vis the uh, music industry and commercial labels and uh, the exploitation through advertising of uh, of musicians by the online platforms. Well, I mean, I've had a, in any artist deals with this as an activist. I've, I've, of course, dealt with it fairly head on, um, because at least in the, the early part of my career, just to give some context, um, I was a pioneer of using uh, of using the internet to distribute protest songs. Um, and making them go viral when, when the music industry was, you know, when the word viral was already, wasn't really even quite a, a word yet. Um, and even before YouTube existed, um, and you know, in the days of Napster and stuff, when the music and entertainment industry was actually trying to stop anything that was, that was, uh, undermining its grip on the, uh, on intellectual property, right. As a means of their profit stream so um but my point was even though i was at that time signed to a large label um they they were they allowed me to do what i did because they knew that's what i was known for but i i there are times when um and we're seeing this right now with coronavirus when the mechanisms of of profit making and and um bidding and control uh idea ownership get in the way or are much much too slow to let's face it to save people's lives much too slow to stop wars much too slow to get the truth out um, when it is necessary for everyone's survival 
Um, and in times like that, I believe that the artists, it's in all of us, it's up to us to speak out and not to allow ourselves to be either censored or delayed in speaking so long as to basically been, be effectively censored by mechanisms that are seeking to, to profit from what we're doing. Um, now the internet is, now that they've got enough control of it that they can make money on it anyway, even if you do things immediately, things have changed since since 20 years ago, right? Since the Napster days of, of, uh, of efforts to democratize, let's say, the, the internet. Um, things are very different. Now, I personally have a, have a, for example, I have a distribution deal with maybe the biggest distributor in the, in the world, right? Sony, the Orchard Group and Sony. Um, but they have, at this point in time, like most of them, they've matured to the point that they even, while they may uh, seek to distribute the material on Spotify and Pandora and uh, Tidal or any of the other big distributors, they allow and actually condone and even themselves will put things up on YouTube where they know it's basically out there for free or just small amounts of ad revenue because they consider it to be good promotion. Yes, yes. And uh, another friend of mine, uh, the founder of uh, mp3.com, had a very contentious relationship where he basically created what we today know uh, as uh, um, Apple Music and uh, Amazon Music and whatever other cloud-based music service. But at the time when that uh, maturity from the music industry uh, didn't didn't come yet, uh, and the way that he he did it was was extremely inclusive. He allowed you to upload your CD collection uh, to the to the cloud, and if right. somebody said, "Yeah, I have those CDs too," he would immediately make available the same songs to the other person as well. And, and he was uh, sued and sued and sued and sued. Uh, there were something like 140 simultaneous lawsuits against him at a point when he was actually able to sell uh, the, the, the company to uh, Vivendi Universal. And then he created other uh, uh, streaming services and he was sued again. And, and part of the lawsuit involved songs that were available on his platform that were part of these promotions that you just mentioned. And, and it is paradoxical that on one hand, right. uh, uh, it is the music label itself that puts these songs so that they would travel and they would create the buzz and the viral uh, benefit for the artist as well as for the, for the la label. And on the other hand, uh, the legal department will sue somebody because they are doing exactly right. that. They are making the song right. available. Now, yeah. uh, 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 let's uh, uh, look at another question that uh, Emiliano is asking. What do you think um, after COVID, the um, world of music concerts is going to look like do you have any any idea of have you thought about how it will both look and feel like uh to go in a room with a hundred people or or 500 people and and play for them 
knowing that I don't know what percentage is going to be immune. Another right. percentage will have never had COVID and maybe a given percentage will be actively infectious. Yeah. I mean, I think the anybody, I mean, anyone can imagine because we don't have enough information right now, really. And we don't know how long this is going to go on like this. And will there be a vaccine? Will we, how, what percentage of us will, will be come immune naturally and for, for how long, if at all. Um, so I, this is, the, this is the big question that everyone's asking. Um, and it's, it's too early in the sense because we don't have enough information, right? If by chance, if we find out that we really can become immune to it, it two years from now, people might not mind going to concerts at all anymore again. Well, right? and, 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 and if, if we can't, if we can't <laughs> then people are going to need vaccines, shots, proof of ID cards that they've had them. God knows what. That's um, right. So, and that's, that's, uh, that's devastating. That's going to devastate the industry, which basically doesn't exist on art anymore. And it hasn't for years. It exists on spectacles, right? The only money in the music industry anymore basically has been in touring for years because there's hardly any money in, in actual the, the, sales the show, of the music. The show itself, right? The shows and the, and the merchandise from them are, are where the money is at, not the, not the sale of the songs anymore because it's basically, you know, the music itself was devalued by the, by how, how it could be gotten for free, basically, right? Nobody makes money on the music anymore. And, and, and uh, in, a, in a very different way, but uh, uh, analogously, um, I, I earn uh, money from speaking at conferences, which has uh, been uh, immediately and completely canceled, of course, all over the world. Right. And, and part of uh, the reason I am doing these experiments uh, in live streaming and talking about also the setup, the software, the hardware that I'm doing and so on is because I believe that we must develop an economically sustainable digital uh, event concept and product where we um, deliver value to people who in right. turn are ready to pay for that value. Yeah. And, uh, and that is uh, true for, for conferences that where, where I may speak or for whatever format your art uh, uh, will adopt in order to spread. Uh, and and, and um, I don't know if you are already having uh, conversations uh, about this with uh, uh, the Orchard, uh, but uh, I am sure they need uh, to, 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 to test and to experiment uh, as much and as rapidly as, as they can because uh, also... You know the the Spotify model is uh, not uh, something that uh, brings enough uh, income to to artists. So uh, right. a new kind of thinking is is needed uh, there as well. Yeah, certainly. They, I mean, I can only imagine they must. Uh, you know, I I hadn't thought it, about it from their perspective so much uh, per se. But the uh, but imagine being a major distributor and what you're looking at. Um, um, yeah, have you, have you had lunch yet, or or you are gonna have lunch after we speak? Maybe after. Okay. 
because your wonderful wife Anushe is probably setting up the table. We can hear it in the microphone. Oh, oh I okay. I don't know. I don't know if she, she wants to say hello. I would welcome her. Uh, to oh, she's, say she's, hello. she's taking off to the other room, but, <laughs> but she's waving hello. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hello, Anushe. <laughs> I think she grabbed something and then moved on. Hopefully, you're not hearing it anymore. No problem. No, it wasn't loud. <laughs> and 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 of course, I I called out to her just to just to poke, <laughs> not because it was any any anything bad at all. Yeah. So so let's go back uh, to your experiences as an activist, as an artist, uh, uh, in realizing the virality of your message, and and how especially uh, after the song um, that we just heard, uh, Love uh, Make the World Go Around. Is it make or makes? Because both make, are make, make. Love, make. So it's imperative. Yeah, it's like a, a call. It's like a, it's an incantation. Yes. So so the song Love Make the World Go Around um, uh, matured a certain degree of understanding in, in you of your calling of of the potential that your art represents and and uh, uh, led you to to create borderless so tell tell us about borderless uh, what what is it what are what are your ambitions for it to become both before and now with covid yeah well so you know gearing up to over the last since iraq so over the last 5 6 years i've I've then after the Iraq video that you saw and, and that many other videos that came out of that project, I went to Pakistan and filmed similarly and did a huge concert for peace there, kind of at the peak of ISIS. And then when I went uh, at the front lines of the refugee crisis in Greece on the border and all, all around the country when it was at its worst. And then in the middle of Hurricane Harvey, and then after that in Charlottesville, Virginia, after the big race riot there that resulted in the death of Heather Heyer. And, um, did, did, did anybody tell you, Stefan, please don't come because wherever you are, it's a disaster. <laughs> no, I was born that way. I was born. That was, that was, that's my, you know, that's my, what do they call it? That's my birthright. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so what, what, what no. did you um, synthesize uh, from, from these experiences? Uh, you told us how you feel that, that people fundamentally want to be connected, that they want to express their struggles and desires, that, uh, that music and, and uh, songs are an incredibly powerful vehicle for making that that happen uh, how is borderless making that possible well so now our plan for this coming year in the next couple of years is that we're and this is obviously coronavirus is going to change the way that this happens was that it was going to become a full-time thing where i'm in eight or ten locations per year on a, on a constant basis working and meeting and uh, organizing with change makers and uh, every everywhere I went um, and featuring their voices and then also creating collaborative experiences and music wherever I went. Um, and this whole project then builds a, a global network of these voices and um, uh, it's exciting. And we had just gotten to the point over these over this last year where it had matured to the point where a great team 
is on board to help push, take that vision to the next level. Um, now, at the same time, uh, coronavirus, it's who knows who can travel when right now. But the intention for Borderless ultimately was always to be able to be, was to build local nodes and networks and for it not to be dependent on, on my traveling um, at all. It was, uh, it was the purpose of that was to, to be able to get around and to instigate and to start and light a fire. Um, and that is not necessary. It's not entirely necessary. It has its own, has its own set of, uh, my actually going places, for example, has its own set of, of, um, of capacities and, and, and things that it can create, but but there are many things that can be created just through nodes, as you're, we're seeing. Look at everybody that's speaking out wherever they are. So if we can give voice to and modulate the, the vision or, or already graduated to its second second uh, year or whatever, where we already are having the nodes speak for themselves, is sort of what I think we are looking at trying to do. Um, the, yeah. the the global connectedness of uh, the planet is is beautifully expressed in in many different uh, platforms and 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 through um in, in now with uh, with covid as well through uh, various creative ways uh, where we can see you know people singing uh, from uh, their right. in in milan or or uh, in their front yards in in new york and 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 things like that yeah. um it, and and uh, the the tools that we have available are smartphones, uh, video equipped, able to record and to share um, things uh, so easily. Uh, uh, really, have uh, zero barriers uh, to entry. What they need is a catalyst like you, uh, where, for example, already in a in a very joyful uh, manner, you have uh, crowdsourced. Uh, the the music video uh, of the song that we saw before. So I would assume you will also seed your global um, community, uh, the nodes that you mentioned, with uh, an invitation, with uh, the incantation, as you called it, yeah. that uh, enables them to uh, then participate and self-express in different manners. Is that right? Yeah, I the you know I'm hoping very shortly in the next few days or so to to finish a song that I've written in response to this and to to uh, to invite everybody that I I can around the world to participate in 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 either participate in that song or in a video for it or in making their own making their own expressions. Um, what we need is a big conversation right now about what what does this moment mean to us and what how can it propel us to to seize it to to change the world for the better and you know connectedness is great but the real thing we're after is what can we do with that connectedness so a lot of people so, are afraid that uh, uh what who who they call strong men and i prefer to call them weak men uh are right. going to grab the opportunity for um, consolidating their grip on former democracies or, or ever eroding democratic uh, structures uh, and that uh, 
the uh, desire for empowerment and uh, really uh, the uh, enlightenment objective of following uh, reason and science to make everybody understand that uh, that they have their destiny in hand uh, is going to be extinguished that we will go back to feudal times uh, where uh, yeah. a, a very few uh, define what everybody else must follow under penalty of, of death, either directly killed or just uh, um, uh, with no um, opportunity for emancipation and, and, and fulfillment. So do you agree that... Uh, a more likely outcome of the current crisis is a scenario like that, or, 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 or not. Well, it's too early to agree. I think that, but it's not too early to say that that's a possibility, and that we would have to fight that with everything we can, and to use this moment to articulate the fact that it actually proves that you know what. We can't, if we can combine, if we can all come together and realize that we're one fighting this tiny protein, this coronavirus, uh, then we can also conquer inequality. We can conquer hunger. We can conquer uh, every, every major crisis on the planet. We can stop climate warming. L look what's happened already. Look how clean, the, how clean all of our cities have gotten in two weeks of rainstorms without constant pollution. Um, the, it, it proves that we can do it if we just decide to do it. And I think that we need to articulate that and we need to raise that in a series of demands together. We should use this, uh, this connectedness, this proof in this moment that proves that we are all connected, that we are all one to, to actually yeah, make some demands. We need to make turn this into into real change. Um, otherwise, it is very possible that what you're saying could happen. Have you received uh, Trump's check yet? <laughs> no, I don't. I haven't even. I mean, I don't know if you have to apply for that or not. But I would assume that I'm not eligible for it. And you know, twelve hundred dollars. If which you know, I definitely wouldn't be. I don't think I'm eligible for it, honestly. But I. But if I were, it would be a truncated version of that. And living in New York City, it's not even, it's a fraction of one month's bills. Yeah, no, of course. It's, and, not, it's not like this is, it's, you know. Uh, so, so I think that uh, the, the, uh, the intervention, as it is, is kind of the worst of both worlds. Because the $2 trillion that have been allocated show that radical paradigm shift is possible if necessary sure that two trillion could have just paid off all of the school debt student loan debt there is and had and much rock left time, over and then at the same time um it is not enough for the needs of the, the the people who are unable to sustain themselves because they had no savings, right. they have no income, they have no health uh, insurance, 
there is a, a lack, as we know, in the U.S. of universal health care and, and some other basic human rights. Um, so so it also shows still, and of course they, they would strongly uh, disagree with that if we ask them, a lack of leadership and a lack of uh, um, creativity in facing the the scale of the challenge with an equally ambitious scale of experimentation and solutions. Um, but you said uh, something that that I, I I think resonates with me because I am trying to 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 think and and formulate also my messages. Of course, as you said, we are all learning. There's nothing that is. Uh, established or given that uh, yet, and and one of the things that I am I am trying to understand is how the current crisis can accelerate certain transformations that we're brewing anyway. You know the 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 debt crisis, the financial crisis, the fact that two thousand and eight was just a prelude that uh, solved nothing because nothing fundamentally changed uh, the, uh, the, the, the the hunger for debt was shifted from mortgages to other things, uh, to business loans, to, to car loans, whatever they were. Um, and, and, and as you said, our uh, blindness to the urgency of restructuring our uh, processes so that they are not only economically, but also ecologically sustainable, these come to a head in a moment of crisis like this. And, and when I would speak with the people about this in the past, I would always sarcastically remark that in the past, the tensions could be very conveniently eliminated with a war. And everybody who survived, per definition, was right. They could write the history books, and uh, it was the tool, blunt but effective, right. that for thousands of years we used in order to uh, create right. new attempts to solve things and progress. And that with thermonuclear weapons, this tool is unavailable. Now, the hundreds of millions of deaths, or maybe billions, that we would have had um, with a with a nuclear world war are inconceivable and incomparable with what we are under today. But still, the incredible horror movie, rather boring, by the way, if you ask me, uh, unless, of course, you are one of the health workers uh, or people who are in the intensive care, which is probably right. anything but boring. But for the people like you and me, you know, we, we are fine except that the psychological pressure is almost unbearable. So the right. situation that we are in today creates the premise for messages of empowerment, emancipation, transformation, and leadership uh, in, in our economy, in our way of thinking, in the way of organizing our uh, governance structure, and the way that we inspire people all around the world. This is a great opportunity for 
creating and spreading those messages. So uh, we are uh, getting uh, close to the to the end of our hour together, which uh, flew away. I. I had a lot of fun, and thank you very much for joining us. <laughs> Great uh, to be what, with you. What can uh, people do? I I showed uh, uh, two of your um, of your um, uh, websites uh, where they they can go. But if somebody said, "Oh my God, Stefan and his song really inspired me," he said that he's going to be releasing a new song shortly. He said that he's accelerating. Uh, the plans for Borderless to become a participatory platform where I can be a part, I can be a node, I can start to express what I feel, what resonates because Stefan's message is so beautiful. What should they do? I, you know, I'm, I'm easily found Facebook or Instagram or whatever, even if I don't use one of the platforms a lot. I'm there and you can message me and I will get it. And I, um, and I hope that you will. And obviously they could reach out to you, David. And, um, and I will, when I, when I'm, when I release the song, I will let you know. Um, and I, and I would love to know what everybody else is up to too. I mean, I think this is a time where, where we have to, we have to put our principles on the table and we have to take a stand and we have a, Look, this has proven to us more important, not just that we can come together, but it's proven to us also it, that inequality is not sustainable. It's the greatest threat to our mutual existence. If people are can't heal themselves, can't inform themselves, and that's going to result in all of us getting infected by something, that's the biggest threat to all of us. So this is this is this is proof that that we need a more equitable world and that should be that's that that's the that's the most important goal for anybody that wants a secure society more than weapons well of course and, that and, anybody, anybody, and that's, that's why not, the weak men that's why the weak men who uh, um, uh, are positioning themselves as if, as if they were strong but they aren't feel the the need to surround themselves with uh, uh, weapons uh, that either are uh, physical or, or weapons of destructive legislation, uh, regulations yeah. that uh, suppress uh, uh, the ability of people to uh, to organize or to affirm their their desires and their their ambitions. Yeah. Uh, Stefan, thank you very I much hope, for being I with hope us. Hear from you all. Thanks and, for and having me, yes, David. Uh, uh, everybody, um, please uh, reach out to to Stefan. If uh, his uh, message uh, resonated with you, uh, we will certainly have him back uh, when uh, his uh, new song uh, is out and when uh, his global community uh, is uh, creating uh, and participating. And uh, we will invite him back on uh, searching for the question live. Uh, I am uh, very happy to see uh, participation uh, in uh, uh, the, the show. Uh, please. Uh, join uh, our growing community. Uh, come to davidorban.com slash sftql uh, where you can uh, read about uh, our activities, join our Discord discussion board, vote on future guests, as well as suggest your own guests who you would like to see uh, on the show. 
uh, sign up on uh, my newsletter to be uh, updated on, on uh, my activities. And uh, finally, if uh, you believe that uh, uh, this uh, uh, show uh, and uh, uh, my team uh, deserve your uh, support, uh, join uh, as a, a supporter on Patreon uh, in order to help us uh, keep uh, creating and keep uh, sharing uh, what we do. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, uh, we are uh, happy to have had Stefan and you, uh, and I'm looking forward uh, to see you all tomorrow.